usually if I want to work with someone, I'm like, hey, let's do something or like book me on this thing. Like I want to show you what I'm able to bring to your table. Welcome to Fashion Forum, a series brought to you by the British Fashion Council, aimed at creating positive change and highlighting the relationship between the creative industries, celebrating not only fashion designers, but the broader creative community. I'm Dominic Duggan, beauty editor, writer and consultant, and today the host of this episode. The intersection of fashion and beauty is a really interesting and personal topic right now, particularly because the two industries, we've seen them living parallel for many, many years, but the lines between them have started to blur and lots of people who work in fashion also work in beauty, beauty and fashion simultaneously. So it's a very exciting time. Joining me today are two trailblazers in the beauty space. They've both been honoured as British Fashion Council's 2021 New Wave Creatives, a list of the 50 most innovative and inspiring young creative talents from around the world. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and also answer why beauty, why do you love beauty, and how beauty, how did you get into the beauty industry? I'll go first. Why beauty? Beauty to me is all about freedom of expression, creativity, all things exciting, all things creative, and that really resonates with me. And how beauty, I initially started out working in the fashion industry and beauty was something that had always really interested me. I kind of seen it on the periphery and I wanted to learn more about it and, you know, become immersed in it. So I took a leap of faith and I'm here now today. I'm going to hand it over to my wonderful guests to also give their answers. So Raisa, do you want to start first? Hi, y'all. I'm Raisa Flowers and I'm a makeup artist in New York city for one i love beauty it's been introduced to me at a really young age my mom has been always into beauty that's where my love for beauty has come into my life i feel like growing up watching my mom just like do her makeup and she taking me to the mac store and taking me all over to go makeup shopping with her has really inspired me to do makeup I wasn't always interested in makeup fully. I wanted to be a fashion designer first, but I really got into makeup when I like started watching YouTube tutorials when they were like really popular. And I was really inspired by the way people use makeup, the way that they would create different types of looks. And then I started doing looks on myself and my friends. And I just started going out to the club with the look, taking it full force and being experimental with it. I'm barefaced right now, but you know, the skin is still popping, but I really love beauty and I love makeup. Being a makeup artist is super powerful to me because I get to make someone beautiful and make them feel good. It's a nice feeling to you know, make someone up and make them feel, you know, super gorgeous or change their mood or make them look different. I'm really inspired by the way makeup can transform someone and just make them into different characters. My name is Merta and I am based in London, but work everywhere and anywhere. Women inspire me so much. I grew up around a lot of Congolese women who are very bright and very vibrant with their makeup, silver lip liner and the red eyebrow. So I was seeing a lot of that. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup up until I was 16. So that's when I started to experiment. And like the first thing I ever got was a lip liner and it was brown. 
and like I'd put that on my lips, but then also like figure out a way to like contour my nose and like use it as an eyeshadow. So I learned to like play around with makeup from very young, from just having very little. When I was 18, my best friend needed a makeup artist for a music video she was directing herself. It was 14 women of all different ethnicities. And for some reason, I just volunteered to do it like I really wanted to do it. I barely had a makeup kit. I had paintbrushes because my background is in fine art. And uh, my mum had some makeup, but me and my best friend together, we had like 30 pounds to our name. We went to Boots the day before the shoot and we bought like loads of like crappy makeup. And then um, the next day it was the shoot and like I was able to put a kit together for all these 14 women and they were like different ethnicities and it was mother and daughter. So I was like, you know, it was like a test to see how I could do makeup on like older skin and younger skin and make it work. But the shoot went amazingly. And luckily, Joy, my best friend, she was able to get a really good hairstylist and a really good wardrobe stylist that had worked in industry already. So they were able to see my work and they loved what I was doing. So after that shoot, for like six months straight, I had makeup jobs every single week on top of like having university. But like I stopped going to uni so I could do my makeup jobs. <laughs> and I got so much joy from that shoot. Such a good feeling that I just had to continue doing it. I almost feel like it's just my mission to like enhance people and bring beauty to them in like a different way and like yeah I mean that is a brilliant place to kick off the conversation when you're putting a look together do you start thinking about the look or do you start thinking about the face first what comes first with both of you maybe we'll start with you matter I usually like having conversations with the stylist or whoever's like dressing just because I do believe even though yes I am doing the face and like say if it is a beauty focus it's still a collaboration with everyone if it's nails as well hair and like clothing I like to have a conversation with everyone and see where everyone's at also add an element of everyone's idea into the complete look it's a collaboration like it's a collaboration I like working with people on completing the look I like to work on like colors so say if it's like a red dress maybe I, I could use like Pat McGrath highlight and like mix like a mac red pigment and like get something so like yeah i'm definitely inspired by like colors and having conversation with people who i'm working i would say personally for me as somebody who has loved fashion loves clothes loves dressing up before i started getting into beauty clothing was always the most interesting thing for me putting different things together and kind of being wacky crazy seeing what works for me but since i started wearing makeup i have gone kind of minimal now i always wear black I've really turned down the fact I say turned down when I have this this on, but <laughs> <Slap>. <laughs> slightly toned down the fashion so that I can focus on the makeup because I similarly to you, I love working with different colours. I love doing, you know, different shapes, different exciting things. So I feel like that has kind of shown how my transition from fashion to beauty has been. What about you, Rosa? Um, for me, when when it comes to doing makeup, I I do, uh, I like to have like a little mood board set up, whether it's like from the stylist, from the team, so you can get the mood of the shoot and then comes the face because I want to feel inspired by someone's face when I'm creating something different for them, especially if it's a shoot that's like beauty based and it's not natural makeup. I really have to like feel something from the person because my makeup style is super colorful and bold, but in 
America, like they love this like raw beauty like thing right now going on. And it's it's kind of boring, but you know, you get to do that. But then when I get to do something really outrageous and crazy, I just want to go like so <laughs> out there. Yeah, I mean, it's all about having fun, being experimental. I wondered, you kind of spoke briefly there about this kind of raw beauty that you're seeing in America at the moment. I wondered if both of you follow fashion and beauty trends or whether you kind of go off, do your own thing. Do you take inspiration from trends? Do you like trends? I take inspiration from trends, but I don't necessarily follow them just because I always still have my continuous thing that I will always do throughout my work, whether it's my signature glow, using highlight, but also making it look very natural. And then the ombre lip, that will always be something that's a part of my work. But I do like to adapt like other things that I've learned along the way, or like other techniques that I've taken inspiration from another time or but I don't necessarily like to follow trends because trends sometimes are boring. Even though like raw beauty is so great and it's so fab, it's just not very me. I would cry if I was doing raw beauty every single day. I love being able to do drama one day and then it's, you know, it's natural, but then with a bit of a, a lip, you know, yeah. or just like a, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just gotta have like something. You know, I like the fact that every week is different. My weeks are never the same. People always ask for different things and that's what I love. When we're thinking about trends, we've seen recently the emergence of Y2K. What do you think the leading influence for that was? Do you think it was the clothes, the fashion that we're seeing come out? Or do you think it was the makeup that initially ignited the trend? I think it's both because the way Y2K makeup and fashion is, it goes kind of hand in hand. They kind of were inspired by childhood in a way because it was, you know, had like a Bratz doll feel with like crazy denim, the old school jeweled shirts and stuff like that. But you, when you growing up, you would see those things. You would want your mom to buy this for you. Like I remember being like, <laughs> yeah, never works. But I, was like, I want that top. You'd see like Claire's accessories, like you'd see. Yeah, like the Y2K makeup is something I'm a fan of. I'd really love how they would just use like a blue eyeshadow with like a periwinkle lip, mm -hmm. or it will just be like you know, just various colors they will put on their eyes and stuff. And it will still just be super beautiful and interesting. I think it's going to be a trend that actually lasts for a very long time. Oh, just because of how, like, it's appealing to a lot of people, not like the same group of people, but many different people. The poppy colors, you can have like a poppy eye, but then you can have a bold lip or like you can have a neutral lip, but you're still adapting to that trend. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's one of those trends where people can dip in and out as much or as little as they want, depending on their own personal style i mean you both said that you think it kind of emerged because of both fashion and beauty but we have seen recently beauty kind of taking the lead ahead of fashion thanks to shows like euphoria which obviously has created this crazy boom for over-the-top makeup as well as people like julia fox with her julia fox ish makeup why do you think that is why do you think beauty is suddenly kind of creeping ahead of fashion 
I think people are just able to see how the people who are coming up with all these looks, like, you know, everyone in Euphoria and like the Julia Foxes of the world, how carefree they are in their skin. It's inspiring because people want to be able to go out and feel good. I agree. People want to, they see people being expressive and being themselves. Like, I know a lot of people connect to my work. So when they see it, they're just like, oh, okay. I can wear that lipstick or do that eyeshadow look. And makeup helps people find themselves. A lot of people tell me that, oh, I love your makeup. It's inspired me to be more open-minded to this. We're changing the way that people see beauty and the way they want to play with beauty. And for me, that's inspiring. Now there's different levels to it. You can be natural and elevated. You can go super avant-garde with your makeup. Like you can see people wear avant-garde makeup outside now and not just on a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. As somebody who's only been wearing makeup for a couple of years, it's really allowed me to express myself in ways I didn't realize I could. And again, I completely agree. I think it's really taught me a lot about myself and it's just fun. It's so much fun to be able to to do that. The key to any major fashion moment is the collaboration. Photographers, stylists, art directors, hair and makeup artists, they all work together. And both of you have worked with some incredible people. Matto, you've collaborated with the amazing powerhouse stylist, Julia Sartre-Jumois. And Raisa, mm-hmm. you've worked with Jawara before. I wanted to ask you, how do you find these creative people that you work with, the people that you want to collaborate with? a lot of word of mouth and like you just usually end up bumping into people like in the community usually if I want to work with someone I'm like hey let's do something or like book me on this thing like I want to show you what I'm able to bring to your table for me I feel like a lot of times like it's either definitely word of mouth someone tells you something someone else something oh you need to work with her or you need to shoot with this person and I'm friends with a lot of people that I work with. A bunch of them I've known from the club or going out or we have mutual friends. And then we obviously get to connect and like work together. For me, I like doing that and just working with people that are really interested and really great at what they do. And I make sure that whoever I work with is bringing us together to create something magical. I've been working with Patty Wilson a lot lately and she's like iconic iconic style you know so when i work with her it's really cool to see how she works and creates different things i really love working with her because she takes the work to next level through her styling and she's been styling for years we're able to create something like super beautiful out of it Mm -hmm. would you say that's the secret to an amazing collaboration then is being able to kind of mesh with somebody get on well with them you know you're vibing together absolutely everything just then flows organically you don't really have to think much about anything like there is critical thinking there but like everything is a lot smoother and you're able to just execute everything and it's like the result is <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm making a sound. Yeah, you're right though. It's just so smooth and like everything goes really well. And I think a lot of that comes from just having honest conversation. Like, if you like something, say you like something. If you don't, also be upfront with that too. Just be honest in that moment. It makes a huge difference, and it just like again. 
smooth day. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> You're playing the I mean, Racy, you just spoke then about collaborating with Patty, but I wonder what it's like collaborating with other beauty creatives, like maybe hairstylists or nail artists. What is that like when you're all kind of in the same realm? I know some people bounce off of things that other people do. Sometimes if I feel like I haven't been inspired, I'll let the hair artists go first and then like really bounce off of what they're doing. And then Nails always comes through because they'll ask like, oh, what are you doing? Matt, I wonder what your experience has been like uh, collaborating with other beauty creatives. It's really good, especially here in London. I get to, to work with a lot of different black hairstylists and like I have a really good relationship with them. Even if it's a thing where I know I'm shooting with someone the day before a shoot, I'll just give them a call and see where their heads are and see like what kind of ideas they're trying to bring to the table. And it always just makes the shoot day much easier because like, you know, we've had this conversation and we, you know, we kind of just know what we're doing. It really is one of my favorite things where I see these amazing images that have been created by all black teams or majority black teams mm -hmm. and obviously both of you I've seen incredible stories that you created with other black creatives I wonder what it's like when you're on set in those moments and being able to put out these incredible images with other black creatives I'd be like pointing to them like exactly our time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if it's someone that I love and I love to work with. Like I work with Letitia sometimes. She was one of the New Year Wave creators the year before. And she's like one of my best friends. So we'll speak about what we're doing at first and then we'll come to set. And if I feel like I'm not going to be the shining moment, I allow her to do her thing, then I come in and then we work together in that way. It's really nice to work with other black creatives that do the high-end work that people don't think that we can do. I've worked with Jawara before, Nikki Nouns, a lot of different black hairstylists that are really amazing. I like if preferably if I'm doing a black talent that needs a lot more love and has more natural hair that there's someone that can actually do their hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I've interviewed so many Black creators across fashion and beauty in my years as a journalist. And Black creators are so good at uplifting other Black creators and getting them jobs and getting them through the door in a way that I don't think we see in any other group, I'm going to say. I'm going to make that statement. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you think that is? Why do we uplift each other? I think just because we know... We know what it is to not be in certain places. And when we do get to these things, we just feel more inclined to help the people who are where we used to be at. I know what it's like to try and I want something so bad and just want to experience something and just want to learn. I'd much rather just help as many people not be in that position, you know, and just let them see something new. A lot of us don't make it into those rooms. So it's nice to pull in other people that you, you know, want those opportunities and want to do those things, like you said, to bring them into those rooms with you. For me, I'm very into like uplifting other Black creatives. My first assistant is a, a Black woman and she's learning a lot from me. And when I'm off and I have a job that I can't do, I try my best to push for her to do it or, you know, my other assistants to do it. Those are the ones that I think of first. I love that. I think it's so, so important. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we see a lot more of it in the future. Um, yeah. Obviously, this conversation, we've been talking about the intersection of beauty and fashion. 
And while there is a lot of intersection between them, I think there are lots of ways that the beauty industry actually supersedes fashion, particularly in the inclusivity conversation. Even though in both spaces, there's still a lot of work to be done. I think beauty is miles ahead, I'm going to say, of the fashion industry, which is very slow when it comes to the inclusivity conversation. When it comes to hair and makeup, there is no discrimination on size, ability, gender, sexuality, all of these things in the ways that the fashion industry historically has been gatekeeping this from a lot of people. I wonder what both of you think about inclusivity and beauty and if you think it is further ahead than fashion or not. It, it, that that That's the thing too. It's inclusive to a certain extent. After Rihanna came out with Fenty and extended a shave, a lot of people got the fire up their ass to like just do more and extend their range, bring in different colors. I mean, you said there that beauty is continuing to grow, which it is. Beauty feels like the biggest that's ever been and it's continuing to grow. With beauty, it's like we could complain about something and apply pressure and know that there will be a result. So I guess yeah. what you're saying then is beauty creatives are maybe more empowered in their industry yeah. compared to fashion creatives. I think accessibility is also an interesting point about what makes fashion and beauty really different. When I first started working in fashion, I saw people wearing all of these designer clothes and I was an unpaid intern. I didn't have money that I could you know, be able to afford them. And I think it immediately kind of makes you feel left out and makes yeah. it feel like this industry is very exclusive versus beauty, there are so many, you know, there's mm -hmm. obviously luxury makeup and fashion brands, but there are lots of, you know, drugstore brands that people can buy into if they want to. And I think the diversity of products too, you know, a, a lipstick can be used on your eyes or your cheeks or, you know, your lips, wherever. So I think that is something that maybe fashion could take a tip or two from beauty about making ways for people to be able to access they definitely the can in a lot of ways but they don't um they say they will and then the only sides they go up to is like one x and that's like not really a big enough size to fit all the bigger people across the board you know they'll slap like two plus size models on the runway and think that oh the collection they come out with is gonna have plus size but it was only for the runway so it has to be like a custom look or you know you have to go you got you go out and find it and it's not even the size you want it to be they could try really harder and like you know i know some brands do collabs with like plus size brands or like other brands that do um bigger size will work with a fashion brand but it's never the same coming from the direct fashion brand and if people like you know worked on that it would it would definitely be different i know everyone says it's too expensive but it's like what too expensive to actually want other people to buy your clothes and wear or you just don't care or don't want to do it so we'll see where it goes but i because it's hard for me to be someone in fashion and want the things. Like only thing I can really buy in fashion is sunglasses, bags, and um, shoes. And here and there I could buy a top that's like oversized, but it's not really, I can like find a look. So that's where I have an issue with it. But you know, they said they're changing. So I guess we have to believe them. We wait. We wait. We'll wait.
But <laughs> well, beauty, there's there's plenty of change coming. There's loads yeah. of change coming. It's all changing and growing and like it's coming. Yeah. Just one final thing to talk about the transformative powers of beauty. What are they? What do they give to you? What do people get out of this amazing transformation? Confidence. I feel like when I like I was saying earlier, when I do someone's makeup and they really love it, I can see how much they go from like having like, you know, feeling meh to just feeling it, you know, when they get on set, they're just like posing, doing their thing. Or when I'm doing a do and go and someone just like, you know, in the selfie, you know, doing their little moment, they're like, oh yes, I feel it. I'm feeling myself. They love how they look. It's a good feeling to like transform someone, even if it's like elevated, natural, or like a dramatic like shadow and lip moment. People really love that transformational moment when they go from just being like, eh, to just like, you know, going off. Like, I see it. Like, exactly. Like, they just... They I just, always like to capture people as soon as I finish doing their face. I'll either take a photo on their phone or my phone and I just have to show them. I'm like, look, look at the material. Look at right. you. Look at you. Yeah. And, I just, yeah. and it's so nice for them to just see and you see the sparkle in their eye and just uh-huh. like, I didn't even realize I could do this. And it's so nice because it's always a thing where I always end up bumping into the person's face that I've painted. If it isn't the next day or the next week or the next month, it's always at some point. And I noticed that they've always adapted something that I did to them in that current moment when I'd seen them. So like they always pick something up and keep it. And I just love that. Sadly, we have now come to the end of the conversation. But before we go, we have all shared how and why beauty. But now I would love to know now beauty and fashion what do fashion and beauty mean now and what is the future of fashion and beauty i think what fashion and beauty means now is just expressing yourself and being really free and just comfortable within yourself and whatever you choose to add on to your body i definitely believe that fashion and beauty is just something that will continue to evolve and grow and trends will come and go but people will always adapt their own personal style to things what's now a fashion and beauty is everyone's ability to transform and be different characters and also be able to you know, just find themselves, finding themselves through beauty trends and looks and, you know, having fun with their makeup and their style. And I, what I think what the future is for beauty, I think we'll see that even more. People, you know, identifying how they want to identify through fashion and beauty and different people that we didn't think will wear makeup, will be wearing makeup and trying different things. Yeah, I think it's going to be a broadened scope of different varieties of people you will see. We're going to see some aliens. We're going to see the freaks. We're going to see all the different types of people just come out and be themselves because now they're seeing so many people be themselves and that's where i think the future is going and we're going to also see uh more diversity and more people just you know saying it like it is and brands having to do it and do more so that's what i think we're gonna see yeah i would totally agree with that i think fashion and beauty now are at a point where people are feeling a lot more empowered they're feeling like they're taking control of these spaces and saying what they want to see and demanding it. I wouldn't even say saying it, they're demanding what they want to see 
um, making space within fashion and beauty. And I also agree that moving ahead into the future, we're just going to see an explosion of freedom and creativity. Life has been so difficult for the past few years because of the pandemic and, you know, various other apocalypses that feel like they're approaching. So we're just going to let loose. We're going to let go of everything. We're going to have fun. We're going to be experimental. Mm -hmm. It's going to be all about colour. It's going to be all about all of these different things. And that is what's most exciting to me. So I want to say thank you so much to Rosa Flowers and Atta Marielle for joining us for this conversation. I've been Dominic Kadurkin, and you've been listening to the BSC Fashion Forum. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to share with a friend. And if you want to discuss further, please drop your comments at, at British Fashion Council on Instagram. Thanks so much.